Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, uh, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I want to extend a bright and beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world. Welcome home, everybody. This is your sacred space for shifting and upgrading and igniting your light. Uh, what is the best that could happen today? My favorite question. Well, my amazing soul sister, Jill Renee Feeler, is here with me today. So please intend for a shift to happen, a shift into freedom, liberation, clarity, and empowerment today because we're talking about next level spirituality and exposing false reincarnation programs. And it is always powerful and fun and sometimes explosive and in wonderful ways with Jill. So I'm really happy that you're all here. Before I go any further, uh, I invite you to subscribe to this show. It is a free platform. You can access it straighttalkforthesoul.com and you can also listen to all of your replays on iTunes or uh, YouTube and connect with us further in our private Facebook group or on Instagram. Uh, to find us, just enter in Straight Talk for the Soul. Now, my intention for today, as always, uh, for our journey and our adventure here is for love and joy and uplifting energy to flow through my voice and this sacred energetic space with grace and ease, welcoming and inviting in the highest divine support and participation for absolute limitless empowerment to be realized by all of us in, uh, in beautiful new ways. As you know, I am dedicated and devoted to walking hand in hand and heart to heart with all of you as we rediscover our divinity and experience an absolute renewal of our radiance and vitality and enthusiasm and a reconnection to our innately abundant nature. So rest assured that if you are here right now, you're ready for a shift and it's going to happen today with Jill, I assure you. So anyway, you guys, let's let's get ready to talk about exposing false reincarnation programs. Have you ever wondered what actually happens after death in the afterlife corridors? Well, why would the Egyptians, with all that sacred wisdom that they have accessed, um, why would they have focused on the afterlife journey if it were so easy or straightforward as shared by many near-death experiencers, including myself. Um, what if we never had to incarnate? And what if we didn't have to this time around? This is fascinating, and it's going to be a powerful topic to, uh, to delve into with Jill. She invites us into not just other dimensions of ourselves, but into another spectrum of our humanity. She is boldly setting the stage for 21st century spirituality, ushering in a way for being divine while also being wholly human. Now, through her partnership with goddess Isis and other members of her eternal self, Jill takes us to new levels of light and wisdom and truth every time she is here. She's known for taking these widely held spiritual teachings and flipping them on their heads 
to reveal the upgraded sacred wisdom that we are ready to receive and that's ready to come in. Today she is going to help us further set our light free, not making our enlightenment an endless quest of seeking, clearing, and devoted practice. As Jill reminds us, the light isn't what we connect to, the light is what we are. So she's going to help us rip the veil off of just whatever's been protecting that false reincarnation program in this reality, setting us free. That's what that's all about. We want to be liberated. So prepare to be liberated with Jill today. She does not sugarcoat. She beckons the soulful mastery that you brought with you into this reality. Her approach is refreshing, mind-bending, myth-destroying, and also super fun and super loving. Now, I can't wait for another expanding adventure with Jill today. So please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy to Jill as I welcome her to the show. So welcome back, soul sister. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Carrie, I have so much fun with you and your audience, so it's really a joy to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I told you right before we went live that someone wrote in and, and said, I don't have it in front of me right now, but, the, oh, here she is. Let me just read it real fast. She said, I'm so excited to be on my first live call with my two favorite truth speakers. So we're bringing the truth forward, as always <laughs> today, Jill, right? <laughs> always. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to ask you something different mm -hmm. to start off. Um, oh, good. I love difference. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I read about you in your bio that kind of stood out this time for me that I want to focus on first is that you said goddess Isis and other members of your eternal self, you know, you're partnering with goddess Isis to bring through a lot of this information. What stood out for me was that these are aspects of your eternal self. So describe what that's like because a lot of people may feel like oh they're outside of you you're connecting with something external but it sounds like from this description that that's a part of you yes yes so the way that you asked i think your question was how how do i feel it or how do i internalize it how does it feel from my perspective to me it feels like me so when I reference Goddess Isis, it's another um, expression of my infinite self-energy that in that timeline was known as Goddess Isis. And then but she wasn't just Goddess Isis either, Carrie, right? So she was, right. I mean, I feel like all of us are such a wonderful sort of cosmic and beyond time, beyond space amalgamation of energy that our human brains almost couldn't comprehend in a, in a fun in a fun way that it doesn't need to comprehend it all but the real gift then is allowing that yourself as your humanness is so much more than we can possibly imagine so for any i know in an audience like this we often feel a, a close affinity almost like family when we think of yeshua or mother mary or mary magdalene or goddess isis I would encourage anyone that feels that close connection that what if that actually is a part of you? What if the journey that we know of as Jesus's was also a part of your infinite self? 
and that my feeling a personal um, affinity with goddess Isis doesn't mean that you can't have a personal affinity with Isis. That Yeshua energy, that goddess Isis energy, is so readily available across multiple realities. And many of us choose to be, it's almost like an additional expression of that energy that we knew of as those individuals. So they don't, you're exactly right. It does not even feel like something outside of me. It feels like like my favorite layers of me expressing through what I'm now known as Jill. Right. And I want to ask you, because you and I first connected, I think it was right after we both started our podcast. Mine was 10 years ago, and I think yours was 9 or 10 years ago. Um and I believe I connected with yeah. your work very soon after that. So it's been years that we've been swimming around, mm-hmm. playing around <laughs> these fields together. And yes, yes. You know what I was going to tell you? I almost played Seals Crazy in honor of you as our intro show, as our intro song, because for those of you who have been following Jill as long as I have, and used to play seals crazy at the beginning of your podcast who remembers that yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't think you still do right do you still play that no i don't i started to get worried about the copyright issue and i would i didn't right. want to step on anyone's toes but the reason i the reason i wanted to play seals crazy at the beginning of my intro when i shared my my weekly stuff on blog talk radio was because we're ne- the one of the lyrics, one of the lines is because we're never going to survive unless we all get a little crazy. Exactly. And crazy. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> right. Crazy by a definition of a mainstream world with very limited thinking and and just um, only counting on the five human senses. To to somebody like that, this is crazy. To us, we recognize this as. exactly (laughs) right so that yes so and I used to get so excited I I used to because I used to listen to your podcast regularly when I did my own we were we're on the same vibe and wavelength and we still are and um, we still are we always have been um but anyway since back then you know 10 years ago when you kind of you know you were in the mainstream world um it wasn't like this at all. And then you entered into all of this. So my question is, your connection to your higher self and, and all of these streams of um, you, how has your understanding of it changed in the last 10 years? Like you just mentioned that's a part of you, but how has all of this evolved for you? Um, I know it's kind of a big question, but I'm just curious um, how it's, it how how the understanding of it has unfolded. Yeah. It's constantly shifting, Carrie. And I think that's the I have a uh I have a very fond appreciation for the esoteric and the mystery of it. And ironically I also have uh, I'm wired with a brain and the yes. human mind that loves complex problems that are then solved. And for some reason, I, I understood quite quickly that, that this esoteric mystery of, of not only who and what I am, but who and what each of us are, is is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be savored and explored and mm-hmm. consistently curious about. 
So I, I recognize that, that that very different approach to, to this, I want to say issue, this, uh, this arena maybe of experiencing, that shift, that was a big shift for me because normally if there's something I don't know, I want to know it and feel like I know it and then walk on with the knowledge. But this isn't like that. So this, this constant awareness of uh, that it isn't something to solve, it's something to experience and savor and remain curious about has really given me another set of equipment for me as Jill to not pretend I know what I don't know, uh, to, and this, I mean, it's sort of constantly evolving and shifting, not towards the sense of wholeness, but from a place of always feeling whole. And that, to me, is a radical uh, difference from how most people I witness are experiencing their spirituality. They, most people are experiencing spirituality as a problem to solve, a void to fill, a gap to plug. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because you're, the entire operating system of that mentality will not work when it comes to the esoteric and the unknowing, the unknowableness <laughs> of, our, of our source energy and our infinite self. So it's constantly evolving, and I, I love that part. I, I savor the part of this that, that can't know all, doesn't need to know all, and yet feels so deliciously and liberatingly whole and complete with every experience I have with my team and then as my Jill in this world. It's it's so cool. This place is so cool. And us in it is really cool. <laughs> it is. And I love that you said yeah, it's a mystery to be savored and explored. And, and I was gonna ask you about, you know, your brain because you have such a strong brain and, and I love the way that you described mm-hmm. how this has unfolded with that. And another aspect of you, which I love and has always connect, I've always connected to, is your playfulness and your laughter, you know, and it, it's what makes the adventure <laughs> fun. And, you know, we've always connected in that way. Yeah. I can always hear your laugh, you know, and it's like, you know, I love that part about you. Well, I, I love all parts of you, Jill, but um, that helps you savor, savor the adventure. And so over the years, I mean, your teachings and your sharings, I should say, have just continued to expand. And you've also taken so many groups, you know, and all these sacred tours and adventures around the world. And how has that changed? Mm. I mean, like your connection to ISIS, um, you know, you're going to Egypt, Mm. and I believe you've already been there, right? Um, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How did that expand that connection? I think I'm still unpacking all of the, I want to call it activations, but that can be such an overused word. But I, I felt, I felt like I had, and many, I, I think actually all of us that went on that first trip to Egypt in February of 2018, we were commenting and, talking about this, it's almost like we transcended time. And we were all still feeling a bit transcended uh, for, I mean, we did a follow-up call, I think it was two weeks or a month after we got back, and all of us were just recognizing that we were forever expanded from that experience. And I 
initially when I went to Egypt, I thought, oh, I'll just go once and I'll be, you know, you know, one and done. And I remember towards the end of the trip sitting, because uh, we all, uh, I, it's very important to me that we each have our own space and time at some of these temples in particular so that we can all have our own experience as well. And I have my own space and time in this one little room uh, of Dandara, um, the Temple of the Hathors. And I just remember sitting on the stone. Who knows how long the stone had been there, right? And I'm just sitting there feeling so at home and so at peace. And I feel at home here in Boise, Idaho, too. But I just felt this sense of connection, and I felt I felt this inner, that inner layer of Jill just like, you know, you could come back here eight, nine, ten, twelve times, and it will always be a fresh, new, transcendent experience for you, Jill. And then I felt an invitation, like, will you, will you please come back again? <laughs> please, please don't be done. Um, so we're going back again in January. And there, I love to travel. Just my nature is to love to experience new things and um, I tend to have a, a gift for organization and, and a sense of, oh, this would be fun. Others would probably think this is fun. And I love to have fun. Um, mm-hmm. So that does translate really well to sacred travel journeys. And I love to keep it small. So less, my, all of my groups have been 20 or less, and I like it that way. <laughs> right. But I can imagine, or I would mm-hmm. imagine, that it expanded your connection to the aspect of you that we like we mentioned before of Isis and so I want to weave that into our topic today about you know now you're offering these new resources related to the afterlife through Isis so did that happen when you were in Egypt or was this before or after afterwards okay okay after Mm -hmm. mm-hmm months after Carrie and there's still for me not a straight line of, oh, because I went to Egypt and because of my mm-hmm. connection with ISIS or as sure. ISIS, with and as ISIS, um, then I got this. But because a lot of people go to Egypt, right, and they don't have the the same downloads or the same revelations, the same epiphanies sure. that I'm having about the afterlife and things like that. So there is a unique uh, personality, kind of profile, is there infinite self level of passion for certain topics, um, I would also say willingness, willingness to say possibly unpopular teachings that could be very disruptive um, to some thought systems on Earth. And I do tend to have a, a bit of uh, fearlessness about, I'm, let's put it this way, I'm willing to say really uncomfortable things that a lot of yes, people don't want to hear when it's for the sake <laughs> when it's for the purpose and sake of the deepening and unleash further unleashing of source energy light and love and grace and truth and wisdom in this world. Mm-hmm. So and I love that about you. The connection. I don't. <laughs> you are quite I, fearless. Thank you. <laughs> I am quite fearless, um, and there's a lot of things that kind of help support that that part of me. But I don't. I'm pretty confident in saying I wouldn't have the wisdom I have today about the afterlife and what happens there had I not gone to Egypt and had I not been willing to see what I see, if you will. Hmm. Well, and it's a. Mm. I, I don't know of anyone who's who else who's talking about. 
um, the afterlife and this topic in the way that you are? Because um, you're using the phrase false reincarnation programs and it's really fascinating because you know I had a near-death experience in 1997, Jill, and we've We've talked about that over the years, yes. and but I have not. It's interesting. I mean, that was a long time ago, <laughs> you know. So um, I don't really look at it the same way, and my awareness has expanded since 1997, and that happened. And I am very excited to talk about what you have learned, because when I read what I read at the top of the show, which was about what if you know, we were never forced to do any of this. You know, what if um, we didn't, we never had to incarnate? And what if we didn't even have to have done it this time? So that all resonates with me. Like we're not forced to come on this wheel. So let's start talking about what you've learned and let's just put it out there. <laughs> let's, 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 um, okay. okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. And as we, as I begin to share here, I just want to do a bit, just a brief centering exercise. Is that okay, Carrie? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to encourage everybody to just go to the quiet space within yourself. Find the quiet room in your temple beyond the noise and the chatter of your mind beyond the part of you that may need to feel like you know everything, to the part of you that recognizes there's always another perspective. There's, and where there's authentic truth, there's freedom, not confinement. Where your identity, your sense of worth and value is not based on what you know or don't know. There you go. And I just invite you to imagine that you're sitting maybe on a throne, if that suits you, or if you feel like you're in a just the most perfect field or forest or landscape ever, and it's by your design, and you are receiving possibly fresh ideas that, that are meant to assist you and support you, and then honor your authority that you can agree with what we share, or you can disagree with what we share. That's from your state of sovereignty that you have that power. You get to decide if I'm right or not. You get to decide for you. Okay, there you go. Nice deep breath right here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So the context for it. Settled in. <laughs> the context for <laughs> the context for all of this is that it started in private sessions at one point. Um, there are there are clients I have that ask me to or invite me into my role as a medium, even though that's not what I tend to lead with in terms of a label for what for one of my gifts. Um, but somebody's I think it was a woman whose husband had died, if I'm remembering correctly, and as I was sharing for him to her, he kept looking at me and he kept almost like sizing me up in a way and wanting to offer me a completely different perspective about the afterlife, that it was confusing and that there was 
um, it was chaotic and a sense of disorientation. And it wasn't just like, go to the light, you know, it's all happy and happy family here and it's all loving and it's obvious and all those things. Um, So that sort of thing started my curiosity about, wait a minute, like I don't hear about that that often. Um, So I started remaining very open in my role in mediumship in conjunction with my intuitiveness and channeler, et cetera. Um, to what else could be going on once we drop the body that's not obvious or that conflicts with other things that we're told. Um, I'm fresh to this whole experience because I didn't, I've never read a book on an NDE. I know NDE experiences like yourself, Carrie, and mm-hmm. what a amazing upgraded transcendental experience it can be, um, gifts turning on and all of those things. So I know the, the amazing positives that can happen in an NDE, but I also started to realize that maybe there's more to the story for those that don't come back, for those that, that don't come back into the bodysuit. And I think my openness with that, plus a lot of other combinations, let me receive another truth about what happens in the afterlife. And Mm -hmm. that is that just like truth and facts about life and God and all those things are not clear here, there's conflicting opinions, Mm -hmm. um, there's different stories being told, there's different religions, etc. That same variety takes place in the afterlife. And I was bothered by that because I felt like if everybody's going to go to Disneyland, you can get there from a whole bunch of, you know, airplane, train, and automobile, <laughs> but we all get to Disneyland. My, you know, my thought was that once you drop the bodysuit, all you're at Disneyland, <laughs> and, the, you know, the, the road trip is over. And to find out that that wasn't true was, <laughs> was not exciting, right? It was actually intensely disappointing, and it certainly wasn't something I was really excited to share with the world either. So... I, I, I let myself be open to more to that, um, to that version of events over the years. And it really wasn't until, gosh, just the past 12 months, I think, 12 to 18 months for sure, definitely related to the Egypt trip in February of 18, that I got so much more clarity about that it's, it is scary, as, even for me as Jill, to sort of acknowledge that, oh, crap, you know, it's not, we don't all get to Disneyland right after we die. Okay, so what is true? Because I like, I want to know the truth so that I can face the truth and prepare for the truth. So mm-hmm. what I was shown is that no one has to reincarnate, but, but just like there is a preoccupation with so growth through incarnation in current spiritual teachings on earth, that translates almost one for one over to the afterlife experience. There is also a preoccupation in the afterlife corridors, in the process of dropping the body, where you are trying to reorient your sense of self when you're not in your body suit, by the way. That is disorienting. There's this sense of um, misinformation, just like there is here on Earth. There's a sense of, oh, well, let's see how you did, and and let's see if you have to reincarnate again. And that whole storyline is false. 
And I don't like that that happens on Earth, let alone that that happens in the afterlife. But yet, through Goddess, Isis, and Thoth, they were kind of like, well, don't, in a way, why would that surprise you? Because there's, through the layers of disembodiment, which can be called the corridors of the afterlife, there, the, the human con- the consciousness that's on Earth among the living, the physical living, that is, it's a, it transcends to the, the semi-physical, if you will, the plasma layers before the, the source energy that's beyond time and beyond space. It's still within the time-space continuum, in other words. So why wouldn't the level of distortion that's on the physical earthly plane and thoughts, et cetera, why wouldn't that be? And I was like, yeah, that's true. I guess we were just hoping, guys, <laughs> you know. And they were like, okay, so, so now that you accept that as real, now let's show you more. And when I hosted a channeled workshop in my hometown in April of this year, 2019, they were, I didn't have a set agenda, Carrie, but, man, they were ready to go. It was amazing. It was like from the very first time I turned on the recording. They just, like, like we'd been talking already. I, was, I, we, I, don't even, I think we did a connection exercise, and then they immediately just started talking about the afterlife and what it really is. And um, it, was, it was like they knew exactly what they wanted to do <laughs> with the channel workshop, but I didn't know. So we were all sort of... Um, stunned and surprised, and yet right with the right with the messages. It was it was it's like divinely orchestrated. It was crazy, crazy good. Um, so this this purpose of knowing now that the afterlife is confusing, and just like Earth is confusing, and what you know as your human consciousness while you're alive dramatically affects the experience you can have in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. So think of how many people, if they're, I mean, think of somebody showing up on Earth going, well, yeah, anything anyone tells me is going to be true. This is going to be great, right? Hand me the map to Disneyland. I love Space Mountain. I've heard great things about Space Mountain, right? And then then they have that, I want to say, naivete in the afterlife. That's not good. That's not a good way to go through not just life, but the afterlife either. So having this sense of reality, um, that's such a strange kind of pun, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. In the afterlife of, of, and it it is sad. I totally, I mean, I want to invite everyone into a sense of anger about this because I definitely had my moment of, of being pissed off about this. I was mad that I was like, damn it, Earth is hard enough. And then you're telling me in the afterlife we're also manipulated, controlled, and coerced into, into truths and systems and bullshit. I, I went off this ride, right? Damn it. Um, but the thing is, until you know the truth about this, you can't get off the ride, Carrie. You're, people will eat people. Souls will just keep incarnating without having that beyond space, beyond time connection with their source energy. So I think it's exciting, Jill, because is, this is about empowerment. And just like it is here, once we realize yeah. how this works, <laughs> yes, yes. it's the same thing there. It's like purposefully directing things, it sounds like, is what you're saying is possible. Yeah. Just like here, right? Yes. Yes, just like here. Thank you for that. And I... I appreciate that. I recognize that some people were about ready to hang up maybe before you said that. <laughs> I no, get it. They're, I totally they're get it. here. They're but with to us. To me, it is exciting. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, it is exciting because how can we be better at being our light, whether we're in the bodysuit or after we've dropped the bodysuit or wherever, whatever we are? How can we do that without the facts of the matter, without the truth and the, the realness of what, how things really work? So this, this, the other component of this that really made sense to me, and I did, you mentioned it at the top of the hour in the, in the intro section, to me it all of a sudden made sense why there is this preoccupation almost among that timeline of Egypt. The, the timeline where the, the pyramids were built and all of these temples were built. I mean, that's a long span of time, but it's a momentous occasion, and the records of that majesty still remain, right? That's crazy good. That's amazing. They were they were preoccupied with, with death, but not because of death. They were preoccupied with the transcendence of light. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they were curious about. And they were on to it. They they were very clear that, no, 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 this doesn't happen. You, you don't all go to Disneyland. This, you can with the right information. So they were very focused in the temples and in all so many different ways. It's coded everywhere. But what I see now is that they were also exploring. They were also pioneers of light. They, they they just like us were thinking, well, what if we did this and what if we did that? Is that going to help more people get to the mm-hmm. actual Disneyland? Or, you know, are they still going to get tripped up in the afterlife? So we're still working on this. But the challenge is that here we are now in 2019, and this system has been going on, this system of coercion into reincarnation has been going on still. So we have a growing number of human citizens that are not here directly from their source energy. They're here from a coercion program where they were reincarnated without the same level of choices that we have when we incarnate from source energy versus from the afterlife coercion, the false reincarnation coercion program. There Mm -hmm. is a difference. And some of us have been trying to explain that to ourselves for a really long time because some of us, even as children, we felt extremely bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, very aware, and very, very much, uh, very much more than our human age. How about that? Um, we are timeless in a way. I never felt five years old. I know I was five years old as Joe, but I never felt just five years old. So. Some of us have that, and I believe that those of us that have that have incarnated from a different, I want to say, dimensional range of source energy. So yes. we have a we have a freshness, we have a sense of aliveness in our eyes. We can get uh, tune-ups with an NBE, <laughs> right? There's there's <laughs> amazing ways that we can keep our light activated and turned on in this very otherworldly way. So, um, I, I, this is the thing. Do you want to mention this now? I will. Um, one of the reasons I don't like to talk about it in this context is that some people misinterpret it as an us and them. Like, like, oh, well, we're the chosen one. We came straight from source energy, and, and everybody else is a them. And they incarnated from a sort of a recycled bin of energy. And, you know, it's... It, it separates us from our fellow humans, and that's the last thing I want to do. 
Um, but I can't control how people interpret what they what they receive. But that's not my intention. My intention is to help those of us that do feel this way, that we we have some sort of extra extra <laughs> in who and what we are, that we feel a sense of a specific responsibility, which to mm-hmm. me, responsibility is responding to our ability. We do feel more present. We do feel more responsive. We do feel more prepared for for life and living a good life. And the way that I look at it, everybody else, every other human that's presently on the planet, ever was on the planet, or ever will be on the planet, is also pure source energy. And their uh, construct of them that at one time said yes to humanity may have gotten stuck in these astronaut programs. To me, it's almost like an underground mm-hmm. railroad. We are trying mm-hmm. to free every single element of source energy that when they get to the afterlife, they'll go, oh, I heard about you guys that want to offer me a life review to see if I have to reincarnate. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> I was right. about you. Thanks anyway. I'm not doing that again. I didn't like my last life so well. <laughs> you know, whatever the yes. situation was. And some, you know, we're still here by choice. So, it's, and this comes through in, uh, in the, the channel workshop that we did in Boise. There's Somebody said, so So it's not good to reincarnate and the goal is to not reincarnate? No. The goal is to recognize you have a choice. By choice. Mm-hmm. Whether you incarnate at all. Right? So right. Think of, right. I mean, just, I, mean mm-hmm. I just invite Not because we did a crappy job so the time before. Yeah. It's not that right. yeah. we, we screwed it up, right. we did a terrible so job, so you must go back. It's right. let's go back because right. we want to create change on this planet. And I want to say, Jill, anyone who listens to a show like this or who follows your work or any of the speakers who are on this show and my work, they know what we're talking about because I feel like we are these these vibrational visionaries and purposeful mm. pioneers and emissaries of light and way showers and all of these things. And or else we wouldn't be listening to a show like this. And so um, I'm definitely Yeah, and I'm definitely resonating with what you're sharing. And it's a it's a pretty um clear reflection of what has gone on on the planet in general in terms of um (laughs) the manipulation and control (laughs) and all of the things i mean it so it's not surprising like isis told you like are you surprised that that actually continues um because it's the same thing that goes on here and a lot of the people that are stuck are the people that are not listening to this show (laughs) <laughs> right? And they don't care. They don't care. Um, and um, so I know that this information is it's all about, I know sometimes, Jill, you have a little bit of trepidation wondering if it's going to ruffle feathers, but um, I know you and your You're intention right. with everything is about empowering people so they are liberated, so they can transcend fear, so they can transcend any kind of manipulation or mm. Um, falsity is out there so I love it and I'm resonating um, with everything you're sharing so tell me more so what what else did that what is, is there <laughs> does it go deeper and thank you for the reminder mm-hmm. yes yes it is yes thank you for the reminder by the way of, of kind of 
but I'm speaking amongst fellow masters in so many ways because you're right. I tend to, yeah, anyway. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that. Okay, so <laughs> since we're all friends here, what, I just was like, let me do this part, Jill. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, just give me a moment, please. <laughs> For anyone here who feels this as their personal truth, I invite you to feel your sense as a freedom fighter, which you've probably been your whole life. That part of the view that is passionate about truth, devoted to authenticity, and dedicated to service of source light within yourself and within your humanity. Most of you, I witness you regularly, not just seeking opportunities, but creating opportunities for you to share your light here, in your life, in your reality. That passion serves you well. It keeps that inner light that you have so beautifully on so brightly. And you get to decide what you do with that. There are many, many different options, though, and... I mean, in one way, Jill is modeling how something that can be easily construed as uncomfortable and don't talk about that or, you know, you lose clients quick with that, with that approach, that kind of thing, um, just how wildly exciting it can be to those fellow practitioners that are here, to your clients, to your audience, to your uh, spiritual communities, how wildly exciting it can be when you when you start to further reveal for yourself a level of truth that has been hidden from this reality for tens of thousands of years. Most organized religions, most popular spiritual teachings are popular and have been able to withstand ages because of the fact that they promise a gateway to the afterlife that an individual would not otherwise have. The truth of the matter that all of those systems are flawed in one way or another and end up increasing that participants, that followers' chances of being part of this false reincarnation program is something to take note of. You here hold keys of wisdom and truth that most of the planet does not have. That is a responsibility. That is an opportunity to respond to your abilities. I'm not trying to make you an activist. I'm trying to inspire within you what is one of the many great gifts you offer your world because you see, you know not only what others don't know, they feel like they can't know. They may feel like you can't know it either because they're handing their authority over to science, over to a person behind a pulpit, a person with a certain reputation within enlightenment circles, etc. That hierarchical system is not there by accident. There's a hierarchy within science within the the so-called experts in your world, the leaders of religion and spiritual thought, that hierarchy is created so that it perpetuates 
this afterlife problem. So the, the releasing of light is in many ways directly related to this. And there are many spiritual pursuits and spiritual practices that don't address this issue. It sort of dances around it without wanting to get burned by the heat of addressing a core issue of conspiracy on Earth. Now, why are we calling it a conspiracy? Because a conspiracy is a truth that no one wants to admit is a truth. It's just too uncomfortable. Especially when it's clothed, that's an intentional pun, when it's clothed in a context of those are the good guys. They're there to help you. They'll help you get through a rough life and in many ways invite you into another one. I was fiery about this at Isis. Jill is almost as fiery <laughs> about it. She laughs more than I did at Isis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a sense of importance that continues on because in the timeline of Egypt, we actually did think we would be beginning to shut down these afterlife false reincarnation programs and protocols. We thought they would be decreasing. And the dismay some of us have, and the dismay isn't over the lack of choices. The dismay is over the misinformation related to those choices. And the dressing up of false information and calling it good, that we didn't have. We didn't have that in Egypt. It was a different era. It was a different age. It was much more obvious at the time of the living, between what made sense logically, what was true and what wasn't true. And again, we thought that would translate perfectly with our sense of what was happening in the afterlife, but we didn't have it all the way. We weren't willing to call it what it was. But now we are. And it's all about the restoration, the restoring of, of source energy of God's love and light and freedom and sovereignty in this reality. It's about the reunion of every single human with their infinite self energy field. Because that disconnection didn't there wasn't a disconnection upon birth between the energy field that is your humanness and the energy field that is your infiniteness. There, there is not an unplugging from the infinite self. It just feels like it. So in this reality, for many so-called seekers, it's like a toaster oven walking around looking for something to plug into so that they can feel connected again. There's a lot of outlets that are not leading you back to your infinite self. They're leading you into some pumped-up, over-exaggerated, false system of light that is not yours. Sometimes it's, it's the creators of that system. So it makes you feel super, super good about them, but not so much better about yourself. 
the true source of God and light and infinite energy is always within yourself. When you begin to further assess everything that you call spiritual, everything that you you use to support your enlightenment, when you use the metric of is it helping you feel connected to source energy within you with no intermediary, then you know you're onto something special. And source energy is a level of wisdom that most people aren't uh, expecting. It is messages like this. It isn't all, you know, candy canes and rainbows and Skittles and cotton candy. It's not all sweet. It's not all nice. It's not all good news. You're on earth. What you're uncovering is the truth of the nature of your reality and the after effects of this reality, which is what we're calling the afterlife. The goal is restoration, full reunion between your human consciousness, your sense of who and what you are with the the source energy that is infinite, that is God. That you don't have to wait to, to drop your body suit to figure this out. That's that's actually a bad place to do it. So why not now? Why not now? And what we'd like to do right now is slide right into an activation that supports you in feeling a sense of oneness with your infinite self like you hopefully have never felt it before. Yes. So relax your thoughts. (laughs) Relax your eyes. You may want to close your eyes. And just relax your bodysuit, acknowledging you have a bodysuit. Accepting that you have a bodysuit. That's not a flaw. That's not a bad decision. That's, that's your current ride. Very good. We're starting right with you, all of you. Okay. I want you to imagine that in Inside yourself is like a castle. And there's a drawbridge on the front of your heart. And there's all these secret passageways. There's dragons, good kinds, (laughs) that protect you. There is fiery heat. There's cold, damp corners. But all of this castle is you. You will use your humanness with access points throughout to your infinite self, the part of you that is beyond space, beyond time, where there was never not a you. So imagine any of those secret corridors. Imagine a secret uh, back entry at the back end of your heart chakra not leaving yourself to go out of it, going deeper within yourself as you access it. I invite you to visualize that you are standing in front of a secret passageway. It will look like an opening at Stonehenge, maybe, an opening at Machu Picchu. It looks mysterious, like it's been there forever. And no one knows how it got there, but it's there, and something special is in that opening, and you're right. 
I want you to visualize that you stepped in to the opening and that in that opening there is this surge of forces from within you lighting up all of those secret passageways that we talked about in the castle of you. You can hear the dragons stirring and roaring and it's a pleasant sound. It's a sound of mythology and timeless mystery awakening and coming back online. You may be able to sense a hum within yourself, almost like another engine, like a power plant that's powerful enough to shake the earth of you. As you are placed within this gateway, this portal that we had been calling a doorway, there is a resurgence of your infinite energy. Don't ask your mind to understand it right here. This isn't about messages. This isn't about uploads. This is about reunion. Very good. Stay right here. You may feel um, almost like a window plate uh, the back of your throat, like a window. <laughs> and it's sort of slipping up possibly for some of you. It definitely is for Jill within the back of her throat, almost like the window is starting to stand up on its end. And now it's within your head. And it's the coolest window ever. And it's streaming out signals and divine energy from you as your source energy behind your eyes, to your eyes, to your third eye, to your crown chakra, to all layers of your energy centers reminding you of the beacon of home base as your infinite self that you never stopped being just because you were also at the same time having a human ride. From this level, your humanness is a ride. You don't have to get off. This ride is not in the way of the transcendent, timeless light that is omnipresent. There is nowhere you're not. You are at (laughs) dimensional ranges where there is no place, there is no space, there is no time. It's beyond the space-time convention. At the peacefulness and serenity and yet intensely curious, roots of source energy, constantly wondering, constantly asking what could be, constantly curious about what else source can be or may want to be, yet whole and complete at every level of self. 
So going back to visualizing this doorway, this portal to you, we didn't put that portal there. We helped you re-member that it was there, that it is there, that it was always there. This gateway to everything that your mind thinks it wants is best initiated from this gateway. This declaration that you are timeless, that you are beyond this physical reality, and yet also delightfully in this reality itself. It's all of it. These keys, this transcendent experience is the essence of your human journey and in many ways why you incarnated. To reunion yourself as your as your human with this this source. This freedom, this creator powerhouse. This you, this glorious, magnificent you. Okay. I invite you to put your hands possibly on your chest and just feel your fingers on your skin. Not just accepting your humanity, but embracing your humanity. that you're creating an experience for this sense of infinite oneness to be one with your one, your human experience, your human expression of source energy. Possibly having freedom and clarity about all the possible spiritual things you may have thought you needed to have, what your life needed to look like, what you may have felt you were missing out on, that maybe none of those things matter. You don't need to be a millionaire to prove your light. You don't need to be in an awesome relationship, romantic or otherwise, with someone to prove that you're some amazing manifester. Those are tricks. When they happen, that's great. If you don't have them, that can also be great. You are whole and complete at every essence of you as your one. And the shiny, dangly things that are offered you outside of yourself, I thought you're missing this. Says who? Says who are you missing anything? Nice. Now we're going to invite you back to that space that you started off from where you were seated in the throne, or maybe on a beach, or maybe on a mountaintop. And that's going to feel like a physical spot in your root chakra. 
You may feel some achiness in your hips, feeling like, no, 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 I don't want to go back there. You're not going back in time. You're reseeding everything you've just done, everything you've now added and added to your human energy field. You're giving it a space called home within your humanness, within your physical ride, sitting right within your first and second chakras. It's a wonderful place for it. This is your holy grail. Your seat of power, your seat of light is in you. And it's awesome. Nice job, everybody. Beautifully done. Thank you, Jill. And so it is. Oh, we are creative powerhouses. <laughs> and <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that you took us to the castle within us. And it was a resurgence. I loved that word, a reunion with the infinite um, energy that we are. And you also said something about a declaration. You know, this is a declaration of our creative power, of our timelessness. And the primary thing that stands out with all of this to me, Jill, is that we can truly delight in being here. And in coming here again as often as we want, whenever we want. It's about knowing that we have the capacity to choose to take delight in this human adventure. That we can come back if we want. And we don't have to come back if we want. It's whatever we want to do. Right. (laughs) Whatever we want to do. Yes. Choice, choice, choice is is the key here. Right? And, And, yes. Choice, 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 and totally related to that. I mean, I sometimes I have um, misunderstandings where people say, "So it's so it's not good to take classes. It's not good to do this." No, it's not that it's not good. It's that are you doing it because you feel like you're less than whole, and it will make you whole? That's not good. That's not ideal. So it's awesome to experience new things and and learn new things. And and if your income is isn't what you want, but you you know, move some levers within yourself and how you are here so that maybe you could have, you know, hopefully you could have more disposable income or whatever that is or have a healthier relationship with a business partner, romantic partner, or your adult children or your parents or whatever. There's so many different improvement opportunities. But those, that isn't the right place to look for wholeness. Mm-hmm. It's not outside of you. It's not based on how those things go or don't go. That's the game. So when you restore that wholeness within yourself, then you can have a much healthier and proactive and sovereign experience here of, okay, so-and-so relationship, that's not going really well. Am I still whole and complete? Yes, I am. Okay, from my wholeness and completeness, how do I want to respond? How how do I want to, you know, reevaluate things and be curious about another way that I can do this? to maybe make it better or to maybe say goodbye to that relationship or move on or whatever. Anyway, so I wanted to offer that uh, clarity because mm-hmm. some of us love to experience new things. I love to experience new things. And it's from a sense of adding to an already sense of wholeness and completeness. Right, right. Yes, not filling a void or anything like that. It's about the the 
taking pleasure in what we can create and having fun with that, that creative expression. There was a phrase you used at some point about, and I, and I would venture to guess that, you know, the, the beautiful beings who listen to, um, or are listening right now are constantly curious. I love that phrase, constantly curious. Mm-hmm. You said freedom mm-hmm. fighters. I love that. You know, passionate about truth. That was cool. Passionate about authenticity and service. That's why we're here to just relish the, the joy of that. And I want to really circle back around to why we're even talking about the afterlife and what you're sharing. And it's because we want whatever has been hidden to be known. You know, just like everything on our planet, you know, all of these um, conspiracies and manipulation, we're just bringing the light to everything so that everyone realizes you have a choice here in what you participate in. And it's the same thing with the afterlife. This is this is empowering. This is exciting. We want you to stay constantly curious and empowered. Um, and mm. Jill, let's shift into, you know, for those who, because a lot of people wrote in with, you know, more questions about this, and we're going to talk more about it, but mm. you created a whole program on this um, called Transcending the Reincarnation Programs with Grace and Truth, which you're offering to our community Um and then in Offer B, you have a, a private session with you, which is always amazing and wonderful. What is included in this program that will support people with answering some of the questions that might have come up today? I mean, do, is there are there deeper layers and levels to this that they'll learn about? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, so there are, I think it's eight to nine hours of audio recordings that are available through uh, this package. And what they did what they we all of us as our infinite selves did in in what we were calling this package and these recordings was I mean like step by step this is what the afterlife feels like this is what it looks like this is what I want you to know this is um, what to do when you're confused it was so clear and it was amazing Carrie and I almost feel silly for saying this my mainstream Jill says please don't say that it's actually embarrassing but I'm like no it's exciting One of the beings that helps clarify what happens in the afterlife, Whitney Houston comes through. A lot of us have this Mm. interesting uh, fondness Mm -hmm. for Whitney Houston. Um, And then also Prince, the recording artist Prince came through. And his, I felt like his uh, advice and recommendations and insights was, to me, the most practical and the most, um, actionable, and I really, really appreciated his um, yeah, his clarity. I mean, it was just awesome. Hmm. And then the other part that's related to, because all of this relates to, I mean, it's, there's definitely the reference point of here's what we wish you knew about the afterlife when you when you drop your bodysuit, so that you can make a better choice and recognize there are choices that are not pointed out to you in the afterlife. So that's one thing. And then the other part is the reference point that this is why it matters when we're alive <laughs> because just like we hand over our authority or assume somebody has their best interest because they say all the right things or it sounds like we feel good when they're with them that doesn't mean that it's actually like the right information or authentic information and I, that's where I left of where I just even just today reoriented back to the seat of our light the seat of 
of our uh, infinite energy field within ourselves. So in mm-hmm. this package, there are step-by-step, very clear instructions for the afterlife and, and direct recognition of how that relates and why it relates to our humanness and what we're doing and saying and being here. And then there's also this amazing follow-up chapter, mainly on day two, or the second part of the, the, I think, the last three recordings about grace. And how we keep, a lot of us, I think especially as freedom fighters, we keep feeling like it's all up to us. Like, like there's no, there's no safety net. There's no grace involved. We keep over-personalizing a lot of what happens in our lives. And what they invited us into is the reintroduction of, of this concept of grace. That we are so loved by surge energy and we can make our lives so much harder and so much we can deprive ourselves of the joy and the laughter and the the silliness of also being human. So that reintroduction of grace that's offered through the program is also just hugely beneficial and a wonderful upgrade to any of us that tend to feel very um, overly personalizing and overly controlling in a way of our lives. So Mm -hmm. that. I mean, there's so much more, but it's that. And then also, I totally recognize that there are questions that people have that even when they do go through the recordings, they'll still have questions. So I love to offer a bonus Q&A call in a series like this so that the questions that aren't answered or topics that somebody wants to address, we can add them in to the experience through that bonus Q&A call. And that will be October 13th. So there's more than enough time to take your time with the recordings. There's a lot there. There's a lot of activations and possibly some, uh, maybe even some uncomfortable aha moments that, that allow you to reconsider things you thought were true that maybe then you realize are not true. That gives you a lot of space before the Q&A call on Sunday, October 13th. Thank you for adding that in there because you're right. I think a lot of people have questions. And one of the things that is so important that you're, I'm really hearing from you, and it's something that I've been very devoted to a long time now, 25, 30 years, um, is because I was grow, I grew up in, in a religious environment, going to Catholic schools, Jill, but then also very ingrained as a Methodist on the other side of the family. She was everywhere. And I knew very early on um, mm-hmm. that, well, this just doesn't feel right. And, and what you said was, are you handing your authority over to um, science or religious leaders? Um, and there's misinformation, and you know by the way you feel. And most of us who are at our age now – um we we recognized that it you know a while back but so this is all about reclaiming our power and we support one another mm-hmm. in reactivating that that's what we're here to do um and we all do need support which is why we come together like this Jill it's not like we're intended to do this alone mm-hmm. but what we're trying to do is reignite our own power our own light so we feel empowered and um and all of that because you said something really powerful earlier about how religions promise followers a gateway to the afterlife but that gateway is intended to be self-created and self-selected and that's what we're talking about right we're talking about 
self-selection but you also brought up grace and that's a huge component too um so there's a lot in here there's a lot of layers um (laughs) aren't there always though right joe there's so many layers to all of this well yes and the the oversimplification that i think is actually one of the problems it's hard being here, right? Being on Earth is exhausting. It's tiresome. And sometimes when um, a certain teacher or a certain leader or some, you know, popular even pop culture figure has this really um, nicely packaged little oversimplification of how to live a great life, it's just so tempting to want to believe them and go, yes, that's all I have to do. I just have to think positive about everything. You know, there's just all these um these strategies that are again they're just overly simplified and i know for me as human jill it's it's overly simplified when i can see the cases where the situations that i know of from my own life that well that won't work in this case so then it's it's not rep- this the so-called solution is not representative of the actual complexity of this world and of the afterlife, the the underworld, if you will, that the uh, the Mayans and so many other cultures talked about. So it is complex here. I don't see any benefit in pretending that it's simple when it's not. Oh, the layers. And I want if people are wanting to connect with you, Jill, um, if they're feeling like there are a lot of complex layers that I want to delve into and perhaps you could help, you did add mm-hmm. in a private session with you mm-hmm. in Offer B. So um, Offer B would include that whole program about transcending the re- reincarnation um, programs with grace and truth, mm-hmm. plus the session with you. And if anyone is listening right now and yes. Perhaps this is your first time to the show. You can access Jill's offer in our marketplace at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on the marketplace and you will see Jill's smiling face. And click on that and you'll see these two beautiful Mm -hmm. offers from her. And um, (laughs) you can't miss Jill's smile. She has a big radiant smile. (laughs) Uh, Click on that smile. and, And and what's beautiful about a session with you, and we've had – quite a few over the years, Jill, um, together is you are, you are wonderful, loving and supportive while also being very clear and direct. It's a beautiful combination of expression Mm -hmm. and support from you that, um, that, uh, yeah, you're a very powerful yet loving being and I mean you know I've loved you for I've loved you for years and years and 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 lifetimes (laughs) you know that yeah one of of my favorite things about all of the work we do and obviously the the personalized the one-on-one sessions is that my the way that I'm shown each of us is that we are whole and complete and Somehow that is radically different than how most people approach <laughs> their spiritual work. So I'm still a little confused about how that can possibly be the case, but I see it validated over and over again. When I hear from even like my my awesome Pilates instructor uh, who's into the metaphysical, and she 
she's aware that I am a practitioner, but she, she, you know, it's not her flavor of extra, and I totally accept that. But when I hear most people talking about a reading they got or something, it tends to be a sense of, oh, you're almost whole and complete. Here's what you can do to get whole and complete. So it's a completely different path. It's a completely different structure of trying to become whole and complete. When, again, from the very beginning, I was kind of lamenting to my team as I was running into this after my awakening. I was like, they're acting like they're not the light already. And everybody was just quiet. And, and I was recognizing, oh, my God, they don't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know they're already whole and complete. Like, that's, whoa, that's huge. I mean, I could talk for lifetimes helping people feel whole and complete. So that is an undertone of everything that I do. And in a private session, that's where I start. I have the first third of every session with my clients where I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know your I don't want to know your questions. <laughs> I don't want to know them in advance. Mm-hmm. I just want to start with the beginning of how your infinite self sees you as whole and complete. And it's like a it's like a shower. <laughs> it's like a car wash. It's like, oh, my God, and so many times clients, you know, they I ask people to prepare in advance for themselves, but not for me, a list of questions based on the amount of time that they choose to meet with me. And so many times after that first one-third of the, the full session, I say, okay, what questions do you have now, or do you want me to keep going? And they'll say, you know, it's so funny, most of these questions I have, either you answer them, number one, or number two, they're not even relevant. Right. I thought this was a big deal and that that you could help me uncover this, but now it's not even a question I'd ask given what you just said. You definitely leave the time together with you feeling uplifted. Like you are an amazing cheerleader of light. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. Like, I got this. (laughs) That's how you leave a session. (laughs) Um, Which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you. I love it. I love my work, and I love you guys. I love to meet with people, and, and I, I'm I'm really good at helping. I'm really good at seeing the light in other people. It is one of my gifts, and how could that get tiresome, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, I want to there. Are, I want to go to a couple of questions in our webcast. Um, that feel relevant okay. and important. Um, Andrew uh, from Washington, D.C. wrote and he said, Dear Jill and Carrie, thank you for your work. Um, Jill, it's my understanding that we can prepave our exit from this realm through our intention um, when we're not available or not available to these deceptive energies. Can you speak to this? Thank you both. Um, so he's wondering, can we prepave our exit through this realm with intention, realizing that we're not available to the deception? Um, the I wish I wish I want to say yes. Part of me wishes I could just say yes, that will work, Andrew. But it isn't that simple, right? Because just like all of the deception and distortions are here that are here are really savvy, you guys, they're just as savvy, if not savvier, in the afterlife. So it isn't that easy. I mean, just like just like in this world, can you? I mean, can you imagine telling a twenty-year-old, right, or or an eighty-year-old? Well, if you just have good intentions, everything will go well. 
But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So a better way is to appreciate that good intentions are awesome and being prepared is even better because not everyone has good intentions with you. And your good intentions, anyone's good intentions, don't make them um, imperceivable or um, what are, immune. That's the word I was looking for. Immune to the false intentions or unconscious but good intentions that other people may have. I believe that the Catholic Church has an example, has beautiful intentions. I really do believe that. But it's coded in an operating system that is not true. Parts of the highest levels of the church, they know it's not true. They don't know what else to say because they'd be disagreeing with their own teaching for thousands of years. That's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So good intentions are awesome. Um, wisdom combined with good intentions and combined with a sense of wholeness so that we can be responsive to others' intentions for us, us that are not good or just the random, truly non-purposeful, chaotic, unplanned, unconscious, silly things that could happen to us, right, in this world that can also happen to us in the afterlife. Um, the other thing, and this goes hand, this is one example of wisdom that most people, most people, maybe even in the super savvy audience like this don't have. I talk with very, very advanced, masterful individuals that in their private session that may have done this class or another one, and they say, but isn't it just going to be fine when I die? I'll just say, where's Jesus? Or go to the Rainbow Bridge? And I'm like, okay, so Jesus, in your view, is outside of you or inside of you? Well, I'm going to ask for him, so it's outside of me. Okay, that's the problem. Where's this rainbow bridge? You act like you're in space-time. And if you're in a concept of space and time, you're not, that's a problem. (laughs) Because it's confusing. So everything should lead you back to yourself, to that castle that we just reactivated, that reunion with your infinite self that we did today with Isis with you. That should be an example of what it feels like to get the help you need, that it's not outside of you. Right, right, right. So, okay, so was, preparation. Oh, okay, so little case points of how things can get confusing, yeah. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. still, this is still about empowerment. So it's, yes, you want to have good intentions, like Jill said, that's part of it. It's like there's so many pieces to the liberation puzzle, right? preparation as you said wisdom mm-hmm. um initiative i have i feel discernment's very important um and you said mm-hmm. consciously uh responding um instead of just kind of intending everything's mm. going to work out and hoping and praying that it does it's really about being wise about everything that you've learned you take that discernment because if you're faced with experiences in the afterlife of deception distortion manipulation you Mm -hmm. can say no you can consciously say no thank you Mm -hmm. um you know and that's part of being prepared but this isn't from a fear-based um approach it's from an empowerment space of of being that creative powerhouse and then it's like hmm, exactly where do i want to go play now and who you know who do I want to yeah. play with? 
kind of. I mean, that's kind of how I feel um, about it. And it's yeah. kind of like here. I agree. Where do I want to play and who do I want to play with? <laughs> what's going right. to be, um, yes, what's going to get the creative juices flowing in terms of declaring yep. our independence and, and all of these things. So, um, Andrew, I, I hope that, that that was helpful. Um, and mm. Melissa wrote in, she said, can you define grace? She said, I have a religious layer of understanding that may convolute the true definition. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's grace is the power of, grace is the power of God that is there no matter what you're doing or not doing, no matter what you're intending or not intending, no matter what you know or don't know. Mm-hmm. That was kind of nice. Yes. I like that. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but that's, that's one sort of window dressing <laughs> sort of yes. about it that, that I really like. Yeah. Um, it's the love that's there whether you deserve it or not. I mean, because we all deserve it, but we can feel like we don't deserve it. So unconditional love right. falls within grace. We don't um, have to work for the it. The ability to... Right, exactly. It's it's always there, and I do feel like it's like that, like this that power card um, that we don't use often enough, right? So some people stop praying, and they're like, "Well, Jill, do you pray?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I pray. I've been praying for Dorian, and basically, what I'm mm-hmm. what I'm doing is I'm doing what I can to invoke the grace that's available here." I have no control over what happens. I I understand free will, and I, I appreciate the level of unconsciousness that's here that I describe as toddlers running with scissors. To me, a natural disaster, a natural storm like Hurricane Dorian is like a huge toddler running with a lot of scissors, right? So you've got to just, you know, watch out for the toddlers running with scissors. Because it it doesn't have intentions. It's not the same consciousness. It's certainly not a consciousness like you or I would have. Where we're even we've gone beyond do no harm. We want to do extreme well, extreme goodness in this world. That's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. <laughs> to put on ourselves. Yes. Um, um there are a lot of, okay, there's a lot of a lot of questions here. Okay. When you mentioned free will, Sandra wrote in Good. and she said, um, could it be that free will is only our choice how we feel about destined things happening? I'm not sure if, if I understand mm-hmm. exactly what her What's question her? is. But first name? Okay. Sandra. Who was the one that asked her? What's her first name? That'll help me. Okay, so let me just, I'm just going to tap in because the words that are there don't feel as clear, but Sandra feels clear energetically to me. Can you okay. read the read the words again for me, Carrie, please? She said, could it be, comma, that free will is only, she put in quotations, our choice, how we feel about destined things happening, question mark. Free will includes what you're de- describing right there, Sandra, and free will. free will is so many things. Free will, from our context, is the ability for you as a sovereign being to recognize the choices that are available in, in every experience, 
within your bodysuit and outside of the bodysuit, beyond the bodysuit, when you don't ha when you're not using your current bodysuit as Sandra anymore. Um, so free will is dramatically affected by one's wisdom, dramatically affected by one's vibration, dramatically affected by one's consciousness, etc. Um, and some people have have the free will. <laughs> there is free will to have free will to pretend that there's no choice and that everything <laughs> is up to destiny. And I'm I'm just realizing that there are some very well regarded, very popular scientists uh, like Sam Harris, a neuroscientist that I have some fond affinity for, and yet intense disagreement about regarding his perspective on free will. I'm still sort of unraveling how he gets and where he's at, how he gets to his notion of free will, that it's almost like everything is destiny, and yet he's an atheist. I'm still, I'm still curious mm -hmm. and exploring that through listening to his podcast and interviews. Um, right. But do we even have the free will to pretend there is no free will? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I mean, isn't that a mind bender? Um, that we have, our free will yeah. is so um, limitless that we can believe that we have it or yeah. don't have it. Um, yes, and, yeah. and, and that's yeah. why some people do feel that everything is, is, is yeah. And what, what I feel is that free will expands. As we expand in consciousness, our mm -hmm. our idea and understanding of free will also expands, and and some people have likened it to, and and it's just sort of a fun concept like angel wings expanding, like get your wings up and expand them, mm -hmm. which just means it's just sort of a mm -hmm. metaphor for um, what's possible with regard to your free will, which is limitless. It really is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I like living. I mean, I I think I've tried on the the version of spirituality and played with the idea that everything is destined. That that I didn't have a say whether I would leave corporate and, and you know uh, do this part time and then and now do it you know as my as my sole kind of career that kind of thing. Oh, so fun. Um. I. I played with that idea that everything is destiny and that, you know, I'm supposed to be with my husband. We got married in 1993 and we were supposed to have two daughters and that kind of thing. I I don't, that worldview doesn't fit for me. I don't, I don't see it that way. I completely understand that some people do see it that way. And they'll even, you know, be in a conversation with some amazing, you know, fellow teacher and fellow messenger like you are, Carrie, and some will say, well, you know, that was your destiny. And part of me just goes, ugh. Because I am such a proponent <laughs> of free will, I I told I readily admit that part of my jillness is like no 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 I had a say, <laughs> but, but that's right. just me fighting as a freedom fighter for the choices oh, I me had. Too. I didn't have to leave corporate. We didn't have to. Have we chose this. Um, we chose I didn't have to get married. Yeah. It didn't have. Yes, exactly. There were choices mm -hmm. I made, and and. You know, there's conscious choices and unconscious choices, and and then you have the soup of chaos that is this reality that that it just it stuff happens. They, God doesn't even know how things will go, and I I think when I first well, it changes podcast, every day some people's minds. But, yeah, it changes yeah, from day to day. Our destiny changes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Based on our choices, that's like divine destiny yeah. is self-created. It's right. up to us. What would right. you like your destiny to be? But it, I, <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of blew my mind too, actually, to be honest, when, when the team was saying that even God doesn't know what will happen. 
And I knew it was going to freak some people out because there's a safety net for some people in the idea that, well, at least God knows it's going to go okay. And But that isn't my version of how I'm shown source. Source, mm-hmm. if source knew everything that was going to happen, number one, what a boring, <laughs> what a boring state of consciousness to just be like, yes, now mm-hmm. they're going to do this, now they're going to do that. Tell me when they get to this part. <laughs> so that's going to be hard for them. I, it doesn't work that way. So it's an adventure. Course, that's course why it's an adventure. What will happen. Yes. It's an adventure. And mm-hmm. that's why, I mean, to me, that, that makes life more exciting because, my God, even God doesn't know what will happen in this situation. That's, that's crazy and cool and like, oh, my God. And the, the real safety net isn't that God knows or doesn't know what will happen. The real safety net is that no matter what, we rest in the infinite presence of source energy. And that's that's undeniable. It's well it is, you know, it's just said, Well, you could deny it. To me it's it's a it's just it. I mean you can't separate you you could from deny the it. source energy. You it's have incredible. the free will to deny you it. Could deny it. Yeah, I kinda like that. She's like, No, you could deny it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so good. God, I love language. <laughs> all right. Now we're on the same page, Joe. We we all we we really are, and I love I love expanding. And this is an adventure because we're choosing from moment to moment yes. um, what the what our destiny is going to be. You know, destiny feels hard. The word feels like very like unshakable, but it's really not. It's moldable. It's it's being created. From moment to moment, and so it is an adventure. I love that word, and that's what makes it fun. And not, I'm not fearful of not knowing because I know that I have the power. You know, as you said, we're creative powerhouses, each and every one of us, to decide what feels most free, what feels most empowering, what feels most loving. Um, Yes. Yeah, and that's what we're here to remind each other of. Um, Suzanne, thank you, Suzanne. She wrote in and she said, um, we all love Jill and you, Carrie, so much and love when you two are on together. Thank you, Suzanne. We love it, too. We have fun. Jill, we always have. Remember, even when we did the radio show together before I did this prior, yeah, prior to three years ago, we used to just get on and, like, talk about whatever. It was um, Uh Uh, she know. said, Carrie, I always <laughs> love my time with you. It's always expansive and fun. Um, and Suzanne went on to say, I so appreciate this theme uh, and discussion. The afterlife is complex, and we need to understand and be open to hearing the truth. There's so much to explore here and also be empowered around it, including discernment about dis- the deceptions and distortions that we could experience. Um, agreed, Suzanne. That's exactly right. She said, I hope we can help each other with this whether on this side or already on the other side. Thank you for holding this beautiful space together and going deep with this. Um, Mm. She said beautiful offer, special offer as well. She said grace is the unconditional love and power of God working through us at all times if we allow for it and pray for it. Thank you, Jill. Bless you, Carrie, Mm. um, for this opportunity. Thank Uh you, Suzanne. We love having you. Um, Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was a beautiful message. Um, yeah, I could go on and on with a bunch of these questions. Um, but hopefully, um, everybody, we, we've kind of, um, 
I don't know, just opened up this discussion in a, in a very empowering way about what's possible for us and that we have the choice. Um, Jill, how do you want to wrap this topic up today? We're going to start closing, you know, closing things up for today. Well, how do you want to wrap this up? I'd love for you to kind of give some closing remarks before we say goodbye. Okay. All right. So I guess I like visualizations. I'm I'm very visual and yet very linear in it. I would just like to point out that we we offered a lot here today. Some things that our linear minds can easily easily say yes to or easily say I don't know about that. But there was a lot more here that's far beyond the brainwaves access. <laughs> so you have access to the light that you are. And I hope that something or maybe everything that Carrie and I co-created with you today helps you feel stronger in your light, more loved by source energy, more honest maybe with yourself about how complex life is and the afterlife is so that you can further empower yourself as the infinite light that you are while you are also human. You are loved. You are wise. Discernment is a wonderful gift that we continuously hone and polish within ourselves because it helps to know what you're looking for. Look for your light in you in all of your experiences. Bring your light with you into everything. And so it is. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> I want I feel like if we were all in person, we should play some music and get up and dance and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you always make me just want to um celebrate that we have an this is an opportunity. Right? Just to celebrate who we are, celebrate yeah. our light. And uh, and I love feeling that way with you. So, Jill, I love you, and um, thank you for <laughs> coming back. And to everybody who's joined us, thank, thank you, you so much for the gift of your time, your love, your openness, uh, your presence today. As Jill mentioned, just remain constantly curious. You're, you're beautiful freedom fighters and you're passionate about truth and your authenticity and being of service. So stay curious, stay empowered and write in. Let us know how you're feeling. I know many of you, um, have just written in now. Thank you for that. What stood out for you today? What has shifted for you? What's different about how you're feeling? We appreciate you so much and hope that um, you realize the bountiful, beautiful blessings that are available to you um, and that you are. So just open up to receive and just embrace your empowerment. And again, if the information that we um, shared and expressed today, if it resonated with you, give yourself the opportunity to um, delve a little bit further with this information in Jill's offerings and ideally with a, a private session with her to to really connect in and, and uh, experience that. So 
thank you again for joining us on this soulful adventure. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and appreciation uh, from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, offer it to those you encounter today or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and an just really own and embrace that powerhouse of light that you are. I'll see you back here in this playground of light uh, again tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye.